contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? Shame on you. Shame, shame on, on you. On your house. Shame. You're a shame. You're, everything about you is a shame. Shameful. How dare you? You're a shambles. How is shambles nice? Yeah, you like I that. like that. Yeah. yeah. My name is Cole. My name is Ta. This is Tacole. <laughs> we are um mentor in, in the, the mirror. mirror podcast. <laughs> so we're gonna dive into shame today for a barrage of reasons. Um, and mostly just because shame is not functional. It might be effective, efficient at manipulating. Well, it's functional for manipulation. Truth. I don't believe that it is functional for uh, humanity to continue into the next echelon of human existence. Or functionality for the human organism. Right. Or that, optimization of the human organism. That's right. I don't, I don't believe it, that it's functional for the human body. Yes. One of the things that I really appreciated that is a way that you break down everything is the shame sequence. Right. Now, not to be confused with a shame... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a sequence. It's not a map, right? It's not like this happened, like here is where you are within shame. It's what does shame lead to according to our cosmology and what we see with clients. Right. So, I mean, to break things down first is our, I mean, my vantage point on what shame is. Yes. And shame is the idea or the belief that something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Something is broken about you, mm-hmm. or something is bad about you. Right. It's an idea. It's a. It's an idea that becomes a belief. And when a person believes that something is wrong about them, something is bad about them, or something is broken about them, it leads to a, a sequence of of events and happenings and circumstances that become detrimental to the human organism, particularly the physical body of of an individual. So when 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 somebody and it's also shame is also uh, the the devices, right? There are shame devices that keep people in control. Yeah. So we can we can use shame as a device to control people, and that's what happens with with religions. That's what happens with uh, governments, with family situations. When we utilize the 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 idea or the belief that something is wrong, broken, or bad about you, it causes a person to be controlled without having to do anything to them. Because they are actually believing that something is wrong with them. And so when, when we believe that something is wrong with us, it puts us in a space to hide. Yeah. Right? It, it puts us into a, in a space to hide or to perform a certain way so that we aren't outcasted. Because human beings, as, as humans, as, as people, we are a tribe, hive type of uh, organisms where we, we, where we roll in packs and clusters. And to be outcasted, from the collective is one of the most detrimental things to the human organism. Not even one of it is. Yeah, I mean, people die without connection to to other humans. Yeah. And well, I mean, there are some hermits that, that, that can function, but they have connection to other things. Right, but that's the thing is they still have a connection to something they feel connected to in a deep way that brings a sense of self right. connection. And that can be nature, it can be sure. ideas, it can be your house or your dogs or whatever it is. It's a connection that gives you a sense of self that, that allows the organism to be at ease with itself. So when we're talking about shame in the, in the form of humans interacting in a collective, if a person feels that they are bad, broken, or something is wrong with them, they will either perform a certain way so that they're not perceived as such, or they will hide what they're doing 
so that other people don't see it so that they don't perceive. So you're yeah. actually manipulating the imagination of the self and the manipulation of the imagination of people outside. And which and so is also where bypassing occurs is because it's like if I acknowledge this part of myself I perceive or others perceive as wrong, then there's something wrong with me. So there's an avoidance or what some people call a uh, bypassing so that you don't go into shame. Right. And so when you when you manipulate the imagination of something else, you create fiction, right? And fiction is is uh, a form of storytelling, right? And in this case, in the case of shame, most of the time it's dishonesty. It's not honest. And you're showing up in a way that really isn't who you are, how you are, or how you perform because you're afraid of being outcasted. So shame most of the time leads to some semblance of dishonesty or hiding. And dishonesty doesn't mean you're lying. It doesn't mean you're bad. It means that you're not showing up in your full self. Right. So if you feel a certain way and somebody tells you that it's wrong and you really feel deeply connected to it, you will hide that or you won't show it. Right. right? So avoidance can be, uh, dishonesty can be in a form of, of hiding. It can be lies. It can be isolating yourself. It can be relocating away from stuff. It can be scapegoating and, and uh, distraction. It can show up in all of these ways, you know, displacement of blame. That All of that can be dishonesty. And when you're in that space of dishonesty, you know, we, we talk a lot about, uh, about the brain and how the brain functions, and I'll get into that in a second. But that dishonesty leads into loneliness. And loneliness is the thing that we said the, the separation from the pack, the separation yep. from the from the from the and it's what most collective. people die of. It really, when you strip away all the stories and the food and the diet and all of that stuff, the core of it is loneliness, abandonment, betrayal that isolates. Right, it isolates us. So if 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 you and I, right, we're we're a collective, right? It, a collective is two or more people. Yes. Right. So if you and I are together, and we we're together, we're not alone. But if I am ashamed of something about myself and I don't tell you, I am alone in that truth deep right. inside myself. That is the deepest form of loneliness that goes under the radar. And people don't look at that as loneliness, but it, it is loneliness. You are alone in your thoughts, in your ideas, in your feelings, in your emotions. And many times we work with people who are laying in bed with people at nighttime, they're spending most of their time with someone or, Especially or, or now. multiple people, right? And you're you're alone in your thoughts and your ideas. And you may be alone in your idea that you don't like the person that yeah. you live with or the people. You may not like your kids, right? And then, oh my gosh, I'm a parent and I don't like my kids. There's something wrong with me right. for thinking that. You get into that space and you are you are very lonely in that space by yourself. And this can cause you, and then you're trying to act like you like your kids and you act like you like your spouse. Well, or it's just the idea that it's a definitive thing that you would never waver. It's not, I, I don't like my kids in the totality of having my kids. It's in this moment, I don't like my kid. And, and, right now, I don't like being a parent or I wish I wasn't a parent. That doesn't mean I regret necessarily, not that it can't, but it doesn't mean that regret is also present just by acknowledging your feelings. Feelings are not truths necessarily. They are feelings right. that can have truth, right. your own truth in them. And, and the idea that you have to hold those back because what you are and how you feel is broken a threat. A threat to someone else, which mm -hmm. means it's wrong or bad, right? And dysfunctional. And and uh, the, the the idea that, that something is wrong with you, period. Yeah. That fortifies the shame device. 
The shame device on autopilot keeps you hiding and keeps you dishonest. And that dishonesty keeps you lonely. And that loneliness is very deep set and you deal with it by yourself. Yep. Most people deal with shame alone. They don't talk about it. Even if you have a therapist, you know, most people do not talk about everything that they are ashamed of. And there are many people that believe shame is necessary, that it's important, and that it is required in order to keep humans behaving with some sort of integrity. And even the idea that shame is required for integrity or for someone to do the quote unquote right thing, it's like, who who told you that? That is a belief, not a truth. So I'll take you a step deeper. Yeah. The integrity of what? Exactly. Right? And for who? And, right. The integrity for of what? For what purpose? You, 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 if you're ashamed, you will have integrity. Integrity of what? Integrity of the system, integrity of the religion, right. integrity of the government. Of the relationship. Integrity of what society Whatever is, belief. Integrity of everything yeah. except yourself. Yeah. And this is this is the thing. We've we've moved into a space in our world where we are about individual. We are about the self, right? This is the century of self. We're about the self, but we're still catering to the collective. And when we have the esteem of the collective is higher than the esteem of the self, there's an imbalance. We've got to have that esteem balancing or fluxing between the self and the collective, the self and the collective. But we don't have it that way. We have this integrity of the collective with uh, with the self in mind, and it just doesn't function properly. So, um, so you know, moving into that into that space where we talk about loneliness, loneliness keeps us in a space of of uh, of tension. Mm-hmm. It keeps us in a space of constantly having to hide, constantly having to to do this, and this is detrimental for the human organism because we are uh, we are people who connect. We connect through ideas, through thoughts, through conversation and all of that. It also creates the need to have more judgment to discern because that means you're going to have to carry the weight that if I don't articulate or communicate good enough for this intention, purpose, person, situation, then something's wrong with me again. Right. So I need to make appraisals on what I can and can't share according to this belief, this person, this environment, this situation, which to be in a constant state of physiological stress, which is what happens if you're constantly concerned about what someone could think or what someone could say, is detrimental to the organism of the body and moves into that distress, right. right? Like that that excessive amount of stress that is not healthy. Right. So you go from shame to dishonesty, from dishonesty to loneliness. And loneliness creates what we call untoward stress. And untoward stress is stress that's not it's not good for you, right? It's right. not functional. It's not functional for you being an optimal human being. It may be functional for you to be controlled, but it is not functional for you to be optimal. Well, or or not optimal for health and vitality. Like the fact that we have technology to keep humans alive longer, we are not getting extended quality of life no. with that time. And That's so right. what we are proposing is if you're looking for vitality, age reversal, optimization, and staying, staying in high peak performance physiologically for a longer period of time or until the day you die, this is paramount and required for that sustainability is to be able to deconstruct how stress is the driver towards physical degradation. Right. And so when when you when you consider, and I've said this multiple times on our podcast, and I talk about this all the time, when you continue when you when you consider according to our sciences, right, the studies that I've done, and I, that's my perspective. 
20 between 20 and 25 percent of your blood supply goes to your brain mm -hmm. which is 20 to 25 percent of your body's resources and this is when you're at rest when you're relaxing right when you're just laying there awake and when you consider being in a place where you have to think a lot, where you have to create imaginations for multiple people, mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the, the shame causes you to create multiple imaginations and multiple identities. And we can get into the construct of identity on another podcast. Yeah, because that's it's a whole a, podcast it's in itself. It's a very intricate situation when you consider the idea that I believe I am who I am. I believe you, Cole, believe I am who I am. I believe they, right, the listeners without us, believe I am who I am. And then I believe we, all of us, believe I am who I am. That's a very complicated situation of, of identity. And when you're crafting that identity in front of other people, it takes a lot of brain power, right? And it also takes you to create a posture. Your body posture is a certain way when you're crafting an identity. Mm -hmm. If you craft an identity that you have powerful esteem or you craft an identity that you are hiding all the time, it's still your identity and it shows up in your physicality. And that drives the, the usage of your brain power up. And when you do that, it causes a lot of stress in the body. And it can be uh, stress in the form of distress, uh, disease, or dysfunction. And that can be physical dysfunction, uh, social dysfunction, habitual dysfunction, uh, self-care dysfunction, nutritional dysfunction, all of these things. Well, that's the thing that like people don't consider that just because someone looks healthy, right? They don't have maybe um, a lot of body fat. That the idea is that oh well, they're healthy. They I, see they died and they were healthy. Right. What we look at is what underlying shame that is driving towards some level of dishonesty to loneliness that is creating internal stress that just can't be seen. Right. And so that... when so when someone tells me like no, they were healthy, I'm like bullshit. Because until I've had a conversation with someone, and not because it's my idea of their health, but having an honest conversation with them if they feel healthy yeah. or their perception of themselves is yeah. healthy. Yeah, and it's not just a shame. It's a shame in conjunction with. Yes, exactly. In, in, in conjunction with the amount of pressure you're putting on yourself from yeah. work, the amount of pressure that you're putting on yourself from creating things. To transform. To, to transform your art. Your family interactions, the way you eat, the environment. You know, do you have toxic chemicals in your house? You know, are the are the, the the is the carpet and the paint in your house toxic? Is your body dealing with all of this stuff? And this yep. stuff gets compounded with with shame compounding on the the human organism. And when you think about how that shit works, it's pretty crazy and it's pretty detrimental. And when you when you take that untoward stress, it leads to the degradation of the human organism, the physical organism, and, and at times the mental organism, you can only take on so much and you can only manage so much at a time as a physical entity, as a, as a thinking mental entity. You know, all of these things are very important to understand. And after a while, people will be like, well, I was healthy until this age and then I started to break down. It's because over a period of time, your body, if your body does not have resiliency, and this is one of the reasons why exercise and breathing and, and all of this and meditation, all of these things are important because they help to build resiliency, not just to your environment, but to your, your external environment, but your internal environment. And if, if after a while, if your body does not know how to manage these things, it will break your body down. Yep. And I've seen it time and time again. I've spoken to experts. I've talked to all this shit. Well, and in all the years in the hospital, when, when people would close the curtain when they're going to die so they could offload to you, finally get some things off their chest. Finally. They've been they carrying die. their whole life. Their whole lives. And and the this is, this is the thing, man. 
I've I've had I've had this conversation with numerous experts and, they, and then they change their mind after we've had this conversation about shame and they're like, oh shit, this has been a blind spot for me. This has been a blind spot for all of us. Yep. And we haven't been looking and, and we've been, I mean, there are people who dig into this stuff, you know, like Mario Martinez talks about well, That's the thing, Dr. Martinez, and, that he shows all the research around the physiological impact of shame mm-hmm. and, you know, the argument that it is effective it is effective there's no argument to the efficiency like the efficacy of shame for a purpose it's understanding for what yeah for what purpose and and do and you know cool you know i give shame its credit it got us to where we are now and 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 that doesn't mean it, it was it was functional to our our organisms it got society to where it is now correct now as we move forward into a new style of society a new style of being do we need shame anymore? It's like asbestos, right? I always compare shame to asbestos. Asbestos was fire retardant and it was it was it was looked upon, it was heralded for a very brief time until we found out that it caused asbestosis. And and asbestosis was detrimental to people. Stopped fires from happening, sure. Stopped your house from burning the fuck down. Right. But what about your body? Yes. And the amount of the amount of, of, of detriment that it caused. We had to remove it. Well, and it goes back to that whole thing. Okay, it might have saved lives from fire, but how many did it have detrimental impact on the human organism where it's like, yeah, but it prevented fires. And so we'll say that saved a few thousand people. However, the chemical impact of having asbestos and breathing it in daily cost the lives or at least the health uh, optimization it, it, we're dearly. T- we're, yeah, it, it, it destroyed a lot of lives. And when you consider the trickle down of, of asbestos, right, and how it took families down, right, because one person got got killed from asbestos, died or had to suffer. What is the trickle down, right? What is the, the next thing? Oh my gosh, my dad died. You know, or, what, what or, are the then ra- in, or in construction, right? Now you have people that remove it. What conditioning does that create that I'm removing this toxic thing? There's a fear approach to even the cleaning up of it. Well, I mean, just look at all of the dynamics that we just discussed. Yeah. Okay. And that's from asbestos. Right. Shame is everywhere. Asbestos wasn't everywhere. True. Shame is everywhere. It's everywhere and it leaks into people all over the planet and it's used to control them. And it's it's a mechanism that we are using to, to control people who are unaware that it is controlling them. And once people have awareness that shame is controlling them and, and that they don't need it, what, what, what do we do then? Right? We don't need this stuff. How do we move into the awareness of making sure that every human being on this planet is fortified with what they need to eat, what they need to drink, to having the shelter to protect themselves from, from dangerous environment and animals and bacteria and viruses and all these things that can be detrimental? What do we need to make sure that each human being is heard so that when they're having and thoughts, considered. When, they're, when they're having thoughts of hurting someone or hurting themselves or being mean or being angry or what we call mean, right? Being angry uh, or being sad. Can we take the time to actually give these people exactly what they need or or are the systems, right? Is my core, oh, you know what? This is inconvenient. I got to go to work. That's the you thing know? is the, the inconvenience of human emotion always comes back into play. Right. Where it's like shame is the easiest way to not deal with the inconveniences of being human mm-hmm. of someone else's inconveniences. Mm-hmm. Your kids being loud. Oh, you know. What? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You know better than that. We've got some place to we be. We don't do that in our family. Right. And, and, and it's inconvenient yeah. to allow a person to be, 
right? And nurture them and find out what's going on with them. So we tell them to bury it. Nope, you hide. And then you do the shit on the down low. You're stealing on the down low. You're doing sexual things on the down low. You're doing things to other people on the down low. It creates jealousy. It creates rage. All of these things are detrimental to the human organism and the existence of the things around it. It's like an it's an avoidance of an external shame while still while magnifying and multiplying the internal, internal. presence mm-hmm. of shame. Yep. Because how often right now are people going outside and, oh, I don't have a mask. I'm afraid what people will say. Or if Mm -hmm. I hug someone in front of someone else, what would people say? Mm -hmm. Like when you went to go borrow garden tools from one of our friends, right? He came outside and set the tools 15 feet away from you (laughs) because he didn't want the neighbors to see him getting too close. Like these these are the elements of it's the fear of external shame, Mm -hmm. but it is not the absence of shame. It is hiding. Right. It's a great point. God, I love you. So, I mean, you know, that that physical degradation, that disease, right? That uneasiness causes dis-ease. And this is is a is a place that that builds up over years. Yeah. The mutation of the organism happens over years. When when energy doesn't flow through us cleanly, clearly, because we are holding on to things, because we are holding on to the truth. We express down to the level of our genes, our atoms express. Every movement that we make, every facial expression, every word that we say is an expression of our entire organism, right? Entire organism is expressing at once. So when you're holding back things from shame, your body's holding on to it. It's it's a contracted way of being. And it's holding back the expression of what you are truly. And when you look at that, Right when you think about you're holding back your atoms from spinning at a certain in a certain way the way that they're supposed to spin right the the electrons spinning around and the your expression atoms. of your genes is directly impacted by how you are able to express freely right so if you are holding on to shame that shame right and if we look at it from a hormonal perspective if this is getting a little too out there for someone listening shame if you're feeling stressed releases certain types of chemicals and hormones Mm -hmm. and impacts your ability to digest, Mm -hmm. which is going to impact your ability to absorb nutrients to get the oxygen you need so that your body can function optimally. So it will directly impact your genes expression Mm -hmm. in diseases, right? Things that run genetically in your family. Everyone that has predisposed gene genetic conditions don't all get it or express that those dysfunctional elements. Right. Why? The gene expression isn't reflecting right. that. Yeah. And the gene expression is, is thwarted. It's manipulated. It's bent. Yep. It's sort of coming out, but sort of not. So it comes out like a monster. I mean, it's like if you were to try to squeeze like Play-Doh through a, through a funnel, it's going to get distorted. You yep. know, It's going to be the shape that you squeeze it through. <laughs> right. And, and, it, and it may not function the way it was supposed to function before you put it. Well, Play-Doh doesn't really have a function, but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. What is that? It's like this weird salty. Did anyone else eat it? I tasted it before. No? What, no. did, you ever, did you ever make your own Play-Doh and taste it? No. What did they do in the hood? You didn't make Play-Doh, son? No. We, we got Play-Doh and we left it out and it got hard. and then <laughs> That's true. It was no good. No, we anymore. put our Play-Doh away, bro. Junk. Crap. <laughs> smell, I used to smell it all the time. It was anyway, such a weird smell. Don't shame me for my Play-Doh. <laughs> I'm not shaming you. It why, was a question. Why about the hood? Why you got to be the hood? You play with Play-Doh in the hood trying to shame me? No, I'm using your languaging, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. I shamed myself. <laughs> How about that? See, it's on autopilot, y'all. I mean, yeah. and so when you consider the shame sequence, uh, it's it's shame, shame, dishonesty, loneliness, loneliness 
untoward stress, stress and physical, physical degradation. degradation or disease. And and this is, I mean, this is we have found it in person after person after person. And, and we what, have never found a person that was had the absence of shame, mm-hmm. only our perception of where their shame was expressing. So right. if someone shared something with me and they didn't budge, my perception is that they weren't ashamed of something. Right. On the flip side of that, it's that there's this idea that there is shame or there isn't. Mm-hmm. It's actually bringing to awareness the presence of shame where it is, right. illuminate it, work with it, whatever needs to be done within that to then release it. Because if you continue to hold stress as the driver to why you do things, you push from that shame to dishonesty, whether it's to yourself, other people, ideas, constructs, you end up lonely, which isolation push you into a greater state of stress. And this isn't even considering the impacts of food and other stressors that are happening around you. And then you've got that illness. Yeah. And, you know, realizing all of this stuff and seeing that shame is a form of brainwashing and it keeps you in control on autopilot. When someone tells you that you're bad or something like that, and it will stop you from being able to interact with other human beings you will hide yep. and you your your organism is very smart. Your brain is very smart. It will find ways to fortify the shame device once it gets in there. If it drives enough emotion and feeling, it will cause you to hide. And once you realize that you've been hiding, then you can do something about it. Once you realize that you've been shaming other people, that you've That's been putting other people into the shame space, you can do something about it. Right. Well, because people are putting so much emphasis right now on how how people are with a virus or spreading something, right? Like you could hurt somebody else. You could kill somebody's grandmother. Something's wrong with you. And yet they spread shame, Mm -hmm. right? Shame leads to this degradation. Mm -hmm. And then if someone wants to go see a friend, they're going to be secretive and hide about around it. But if if you're going to claim to be concerned about human life and then intentionally or unintentionally, you use shame to get someone to perform, you are doing more damage than any virus, virus. than any toxic mold, than any food, more than a cigarette, more than whatever. Why? Because you are pressing their whole human organism towards degradation. And that's a guarantee. Yeah. I love you so much, girl. You're something else. I mean, really, people do this stuff on autopilot. I know. And, it's, and this isn't to something you have to feel bad and shame yourself. Mm-mm. It's an awareness. It's an awareness. And then it's what do you want to do with that awareness? You can say, look, I want to use shame. It's most effective. I've got five kids and the only way they listen to me is if I shame them. And hey, that's your prerogative. We're just letting you know that once you start to be consciously aware of it, then if you do nothing about it, that is, it turns into self-shame. I should be, I didn't, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm whatever. And, and, you know, also, you know, I, I just want to throw a disclaimer out there to all the people who say they hate liars. Um, you, when you shame your children, when you shame your employees, truth. when you shame your partner, you support you dishonesty. Support dishonesty. Yep. And if you want to be real, if you want to be real about shit, then let's <clears throat> get real. Yep. Okay, let's get real. If you are shaming people, you are causing, you are driving, you are inspiring dishonesty. So Woo! don't come up in here bullshitting me talking about you don't like liars, yet you drive shame. Right. And, and You're, you, are, you are part of what is creating the liars. So if you blame the liars for their creator, 
then you might as well just blame God. And this is not and, and this is not to shame people who have participated in that. This is to bring awareness. I mean, if I, we're going to talk the truth, we're going to talk listen, the truth as we see it. This is and listen, I participated in that for a grand Me amount too. of my life, shaming people, telling people that this is wrong or bad or dysfunctional or what anything like that. Now I look to see, hey, what drives you to do that? You know, and and I know I bring this up all the time. People ask me all the time, well, would you hug Donald Trump? I would. Yeah. Would I hug? I'd hug anybody. And anybody. I'd ask them, hey, what's driving you to be this way? And I'd like to know, how do you feel about it? Tell me. I'm not judging. You know, you did what you did. It's done. It's an action or something that happened to you. What's going on with you? Well, and even if I perceive my judgment, right? If I have made an appraisal of a person... To be able to sit and talk to someone about the appraisal and get more clarity as to my own perception, if someone's bothering you really bad, it's because they are reflecting some part of you that you are rejecting. If you're brave enough to sit in the discomfort to discover it. Mm But that's a whole other podcast. Too. A whole other. We got lots of podcasts. I know we can keep up, going. You know, can call- I think that we got the you know for today for now we in setting gist. up this this shame sequence yeah. again. It's that shame to dishonesty to loneliness to untoward, untoward stress, stress to physical, physical degradation, degradation. The degrading of your physical yes. body and the people around you. Right. And so you know we're going to be doing a. A webinar on the shame sequence yeah just so that we can uh, educate people on this. and have people ask questions yeah. because in, once you bring awareness to how and where it's showing up you can eradicate it and reconstruct your entire experience of your life true freedom is the is the the deconstruction of shame in your language and in your life right and and know and knowing when you're utilizing it and figuring it out it's not you know putting putting it down or whatever we don't see shame as good or bad we see it as a thing it has it it does have a function yeah as far as what we are concerned in supporting is optimization longevity vitality laughter fun enjoying life and freedom and freedom there is no such thing of as freedom if shame is the driver. Yeah, if shame is controlling you. If shame is controlling people, there is a there is it's a prison. Yeah. It's a prison with no walls, no chains, no handcuffs, no physical uh well, I mean there is a physiological situation to it, but yeah. there's 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 no monster holding you back from the outside. It's you on autopilot holding yourself back because you've been imprisoned in your mind. So if you want to join us on this webinar, it's gonna be coming in the next week. You can text the word optimize with a Z to 22999, that's going to put you on our inner circle list. What that list does, we're not sending you anything other than when we do live webinars where you can come on and join us for these conversations. So if you want to be on that list, it's the only way to be on it. Text OPTIMIZE with a Z to 22999. Thank you so much, as always, for spending your time here to expand your own perceptual lens, to ask questions. We want you to question us, regardless of what we say and the fortitude and the belief and the certainty that we speak it, question all of it. Question everything. Question everything. everything. So if you loved this episode, shoot it over to a friend. You're, it's going to take more than you to deconstruct this shit. It is. So rate, review, review subscribe, subscribe, share, share with, with a, a friend. friend. And as always, we love you so deeply. Deeply. I always want to say deeply. Deeply. Endlessly and and completely. (laughs) Until next time, my name is Cole. My name is Ta. This is Mentor in in the the Mirror Mirror Podcast. Podcast. Be Be free. free.